entertainment, relationships, art, culture. If it's happening to or around us, let's talk about it. My name is Camille, your host, and I'd like to welcome you to the Soul Dope Show. Welcome to the Soul Dope Show. I am your host, Camille. It is February 5th. 
Um, once they confirm, of course, and let me know that they <laughs> can do the dates that I select them for. It's a bit of a puzzle piece because I want to, I don't know, I want to really get some thought into the production of the shows and not just match up anybody. I want to match up two artists that will kind of flow together and go really well together. But that is fed, and the people shall be fed with art and love and just dopeness. So. For those of you who are always talking about Columbus needs more live music, or people who go to, who want to hear artists do their original work, and I, I mean, for an artist to have a band and a DJ that's is at your disposal, I'm gonna pay them myself for for, for the artist. But to have that, like, that's something I would really love to have um, at any point in my career. So everyone who has submitted is really excited and. I think I have 20, I got 22 submissions, but there's only 10 more slots available in these shows, so it's going to be tight to pick somebody. Um, so that's it. Again, I'll put the link up, and I hope you guys come. We are in Columbus, ducked away on the east side <laughs> right now, and they are coming on in just a few minutes. All right. Actually, you guys, you come on in here. <laughs> I have the, the Kindred Williams. Williamses. That's my special guest today. I was going to bring them on later, but I feel like they might have good input on my topics. Hey! I'm going to introduce yourselves real quick. Not in depth, just names. I am Tishobi Kendrick Williams. And I am Preston Kendrick Williams. Hey, welcome to the Soul Dope Show. Thank you. So, we're going to start with Monique. <laughs> Get right on in there. So, Monique wrote an open letter to Oprah. I personally thought this was over. It is not. I'm going to read the letter. <laughs> I printed it. <clears throat> Dear Oprah, I felt compelled to write you this open letter after observing the disparity in the way that you seem to treat people who were accused of the same allegations, meaning like um, being purse. You did an interview on the CBS Morning Show and were asked about Harvey Weinstein by Noro O'Donnell, and you said as it pertained to him that you always try to look at the rainbow in the clouds, whatever is the silver lining. You also said, if we make this all about Harvey Weinstein, then we have lost the moment. <laughs> when you either are or were going to be a part of the documentary on Michael Jackson and Russell Simmons, how is that not making it all about them? Interestingly, Brother MJ was acquitted and deceased, well, and is deceased, right? so how is he not off limits? Russell and Harvey are accused of the same thing, so in fairness, how do you not support the accusers of both, as you said you did with R.S.? Or you look for the silver lining for both, like you said you do with Harvey Weinstein. The only difference between the two is their skin color. And doesn't Harvey Weinstein have way more accusers? My personal experience with you is you've watched me as a black woman be accused of being difficult for not promoting Precious internationally for Lionsgate at Lionsgate. Tyler Perry and your request, despite the fact my deal was with Lee Daniels Entertainment, and how, uh, how are you for black women when you hear Tyler Perry on audio saying that I was right and he was going to speak up, but you or him still haven't said a word? 
When I was 16 and I met you at your local show in Baltimore, I told you I wanted to be just like you when I grew up. You responded, you have, you have to work really, really hard. My 16-year-old self didn't know that you, in your silence, in the face of wrongdoing, would make my life harder. Lastly, please consider standing by the people who are right, and that not just the right people. Love you to life. End scene. So that is her open letter. In this situation, there's so much going on, and so between Monique and I almost feel like she's stuck in a place in time but she also isn't lying about anything like I detect any lies there and if you add in what Gail did today or what, what came out today to the whole situation um yeah I think yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot I think it's definitely a weird situation. Like you said, I think there is some truth to what Monique is saying. However, it's like she's just stuck on repeat until she feels like she's being heard. And so my question is, how long is this song going to be on repeat? Uh, probably for many years to come. I thought when she got her Showtime special, that that was pretty much going to be like that's what she wanted but I think that there is a lot of hurt there yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do I think that she should let it go yes and no because she's not like this Harvey Weinstein stuff that's and true. all the documentaries she's not saying anything different than I'm seeing a lot of people say um, various comment sections and articles and uh, feelings and people are annoyed with all three, all three of them. I'm going to over there. She's in there now. Um, and also, I've seen people side with Oprah. I haven't seen anybody side with Gail. Well, oh, no, I take that back. When I was getting ready to come here, someone was like, well, she's a journalist, so she's supposed to get to the answers. And Kobe's rape case. Okay, so for those of you who have been under a rock today, Gail interviewed Lisa Leslie, and some point in the interview, she started talking about asking her about Kobe. I don't even remember how she formulated the question, or I would have to see the whole interview to even know why it even got there. And she's like hounding her about his rape case, and then she said something that was like completely wrong, like, "Oh, and the case was dismissed because." The accuser didn't want to testify, and that's not what happened. That's not that's not what happened at all. I don't know where she got that from. Um, but Lisa, like, she held her own, like you said, when we were talking. It was yeah. kind of like, oh, I just feel like he's gone. So just yeah. a warning. That's death. He yeah. died four yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine having someone uh, under guys interviewing them about whatever I mean, like so about your friends, like case. Right from however many years ago. What do you think about that? Like, what is she supposed to say? Was she going to be like, yeah, I always thought he did it. <laughs> what? I'm like, I don't know. Um, let's see if there are any, any opinions on that. Okay, we're just saying hello. Um, Darlene. 
Who's mom is it? That's my mama. My mom and mama. Hi, mom. Delane. Am I saying that right? D L A N N. Delane. Delane. My stepmother. Hey, Delane. So, if you guys in the comments, feel free to chime in on what you think about this Monique and Oprah saga. I know one thing, she is never going to get a response to this letter. No. Like, ever. And she, the only way that Oprah will ever be destroyed, ever, is if white people do it. I think we'll hear about Oprah loving bread before we get enough <laughs> get a response it's to this, not, to this she's letter. Not she's gonna, not gonna they're not gonna have a sit down. No. They're not it's just you're never gonna get a response. No. That again what you're looking for at all. Um, people are on Monique's uh, Instagram page like girl <laughs> Girl. She's just not gonna respond. Hi Jasmine. Alright, so we're going to move on to another open Diddy was on the Grammys. I didn't watch it. Did he get some kind of like lifetime achievement award or something? I don't know. For some reason, Diddy had a microphone at the Grammys to speak. And I assumed that he got some kind of award. So he got, he went in, uh, in his speech about, you know, doing good things for artists and how, I don't know, the powers that be should treat artists well. And then Mason was like, word. <laughs> and he got on Instagram and he wrote the following. All right. At Diddy. I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist and about how the artist may, must take, could back, take back control. So I will be the first to take the initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicity, ethnicity, <laughs> can't get it out, to do us right. We should do us as black people better, especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist. And to that, my response is, if you want to see change, you can make a change today by starting with yourself. Your past business practices knowingly has continued to purposely starve, I am reading this as written, um, your artists and been extremely unfair to the very same artists that helped you obtain the Icon Award on the iconic Bad Boy label. I was waiting for a period. For example, you still got my publishing from 24 years ago in which you gave me $20,000. So it's about 20, not sure what $20,000 was 24 years ago. But I can imagine Royalties alone, how much money he made was way more than $20,000 over the last 24 years. What a steal. Um, which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model. However, people would always ask what's up with me so I would be forced to still perform to not look crazy when I was getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. So many great moments in people's lives 
and music were lost. But again, I roll with you in the face of death without flinching, and you still won't do right. Wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great, so I can be insured, or I can insure that I was addressing this, addressing this from a pure place and not out of spite. To add insult, you kept screaming. You keep screaming black excellence, and I love. In love, but I know love isn't free. So I offered you two million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his biggest artist alive. Stretch. Oh, Pick stick a pen in that. Who else said it? Lil' Kim and I don't know. Mary? Probably. She wasn't on she that. Was on the faith was for a bit. Faith, faith, faith smoked all her money away. <laughs> First of all, we are not going to talk about faith. Okay. Um, that's probably true. No, I think about it. Okay, continue. That always show you respect for you giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was it can match. If, you, if I can match what the European guy offered, him, that would be the only way I can get it back. So, okay. Or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old and it will revert back to me from when I was 19 years old. You bought it for about 20k and I offered you 2 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all. When our race is enslaving us, if it isn't, if it's, I'm sorry, if it's about us owning it can be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love. You change. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. Insane. We have all been very aware <laughs> of Diddy's uh, shenanigans over the years with pretty much every artist that was ever every single artist on the Bad Boy label. Just watch some girls. What's her name? Andrea or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She BT did it like, where are they now? And she was talking about it. But her story was a little different where she was like, he was cashing her out all the time. And then she just had a shitty attitude. But, um, but everybody else was <laughs> kind of like, they went, they did it, what happened, didn't take the money, they go away. I have mixed feelings about that. I feel like if somebody handed me, Whatever the equivalent is of 20k right now, I'm gonna make the best of that shit and write it on out to any artist world after that contract is up. Um, but he offered him two million, and he was like, "Nah, this white boy over here, uh, if you can be that, then then cool." And I think that's super trash, especially if you're gonna get on the stage and talk about how you know. Other ethnicities to eth I cannot get that word out. <laughs> so where are we going? How the other people um, should treat us better, and then you don't, and then you do, like days before. Um, any I think it's going to be another one of those instances where it won't be addressed. He's not going to get that. This Pope James always 50. <laughs> you really ain't getting it now. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to. Yeah. Has Diddy ever actually addressed any of the things any of these artists have said? Like, ever? Not honestly. I don't remember. No. Ever. Not honestly. I think he's made a few um, 
PR spin responses. But. Did he love or whatever his name is now? Yeah. It was brother love. His brother love? He's back to Diddy this week, but there's always tomorrow. This artist exhausts me. Okay. Um, we're gonna dump that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what else do I have this week? What a week. Uh, J-Lo and Shakira performed at the halftime show at Super Bowl. I didn't see it because we were all so dope Sunday kicking it. But I hear middle-aged white women are mad about it because they have on sparkly like leotards or some shit. I don't know. Uh, that's all I really have on that. And that was inappropriate or... Can I? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Hi guys, you hear me? I'm not on camera. Um, <laughs> she's eating a macaroon now because... I'm 55, I know. 77 years old. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... <clears throat> did not watch the Super Bowl because I was cashing you guys in at Soldo Sunday. Woo! <laughs> However, I did see the screenshots. And frankly, they did not have on any more or less than any Dallas Cowgirl on a Sunday. So, so I'm not sure where the outrage was. I didn't think J-Lo was going to wear like jeans and a tee. <laughs> I mean, it's J-Lo. J-Lo never has clothes on like, the She just walked across the red carpet in what, a towel with a robe on the waist? In the history of J-Lo, when has she ever worn clothes? Dressed exactly. For I anything. She, I think she had like a see-through dress at an awards program. Yeah. And children watch that too. I mean, a lot of the <coughs> outrage that I've seen is um, one-sided. It's very one-sided. I've seen someone compare this to enticing men to lust. <laughs> I've seen you don't have to entice men to lust. I've seen that the anything. performance um, encouraged trafficking. Wow. I've seen all types of things, and I'm just like... I have not read well, okay. any of it, I've read people talking Here's about my concern about it, because I'm nosy, and I had to research who performed last year, because I didn't watch it last year either. Adam Levine. Exactly. Who was literally top of fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. that Where was crazy. all that outrage? Nancy from Nebraska. Because the, exactly, the same demographic that is, oh my God, Adam Levine, yay Maroon 5 forever, are the same people saying, oh my God, J-Lo's naked. Women of color, of any color, are called. Of any color. Even you know, those Nebraska. who don't necessarily identify really as colorful. But we also dealt with this with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce had one left cheek out and it was full-blown just drama. But I don't I, think I it was what that. they had on or what they're performing. I think that um, they're not white ladies. I think our FFF FFF crowd um, they are looping in their outrage about the political statement. I love the fact that you mm -hmm. assholes have babies in cages. Yeah. And they do not want to see that in their faces when they're trying to have a good time <laughs> and they combine those things that is a very important part so then once again white feminism has said let's take the least difficult problem and make that our problem so that we don't actually have to do anything we're, or talk about that because we're, we're going to talk about, about that part is. let's talk about the outfits if, if i get upset about some thread i won't have to mention a cage 
Yeah. They, I saw the pictures of the lights with the little, yeah. cage, little girls mm -hmm. in the cages, and as they were singing, um, I forgot somewhere. Born in the USA. Born in the USA. And of course, you're not going to talk about that on right. Fox News. What that, did you expect, though, from two Latinx women? Yeah. Shakira, what does she wear clothes? Never. This is two women who <laughs> literally both have songs about their hips and or booties. I've never yeah. seen Shakira in an outfit. And they're performers. That's, that's they it. performed. And yes, if we, want to be, if we want to be honest, Tina Turner was wearing very Tina similar Turner outfits. Tina Turner has never worn clothes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> very similar outfits. Wear clothes now, like, at this point, like, but now it's such a big problem. It's <laughs> slightly thicker fabric because she gets cold easier because she's older. But she's still naked. No, think about it. Those million dollar ladies are still out. Franklin and wore some some racy things as well. I saw them so crazy. She had like a little. Recently Googled Aretha so, Franklin know, okay. um, <laughs> for and uh, was looking at pictures of her throughout uh -huh. history. Um, oh yeah, that one of her on Soul Train. Yeah, and it was like so. It's like a two. You're just not clothes. gonna. No. Raise your clothes, Aretha. Yeah, not gonna. No, just no, <laughs> not no, no. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And she kept that throughout her life. She she maintained that energy. Yeah. Um, no matter what the stage was. <laughs> no, no matter what the occasion. She's going to do the same thing. But yeah, that's been um, the thing this week. Congrats to Sierra and Russell Wilson on season baby number three. They're so cute now. They like them. announced mm -hmm. it. Like, kaboo, there's a baby. Mm -hmm. But when she sees that baby, you will see that baby for like it. Six months, right. like she did with um, her daughter. Okay, let's see. Did you see the news about Erica Badu? No, no, no. <laughs> no you're gonna love this. Erica Badu is getting ready to launch. Uh, I think it's Badu World Market or something like that, which is her own online store with all of her own shit, which is fantastic. One of the items that you will be able to purchase is a fragrance that um, smells like her vagina. Yay! Sorry. <laughs> and I say this because there was so much flack about Gwyneth Paltrow, this smells like mine, uh -huh. that, oh, she's so empowered. It's so amazing. Well, now y'all get to smell Erica's kitty. Meow. Yes. <laughs> She was talking about that. People were talking about my pussy and how powerful it is. So, in her actual interview with Tin Magazine, so she said at one part, she said she cut up some of her panties and burned them. And she's like, so the, the ashes will actually be a part. That sounds very Erica. <laughs> like, this woman is. It's a pass for me. I have my own vagina and I. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it's there now and it exists is what makes me happy. <laughs> Um, love her. More so, anyone who can turn somebody like Common to Crochet Common <laughs> and can turn Andre 3000 to Young Thug and back again, <laughs> she deserves that <laughs> kitty in a bottle. It's okay? magical, and people have been talking about it. Basically, it's part of her brand. Um, I support I mean, what it. a great legacy. <laughs> I support it. I don't what care. a fantastic She made Jay Electronica stop. As a part of who you are, your daughter or something. Period. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Do your thing. And she's named it yet, but I'm sure it'll be something good. Uh, Embody wish. Embody wish. 
Mm. I wish you the best. I'm gonna announce this every week because it's important to me. Season I'm four, all insecure. Season four of Insecure starts April 12th. Finally! Oh, we're talking about it every week. Ever. Come on. I think Pose begins in June. Holiday. I was fed up. I was like, Google, when does Pose start? Do they or do they not get another season? I'm excited about that. I was like, ah, yes. That show is so both of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are just They were so very excellent. necessary. Yes. Absolutely, ex- just yeah. oh, phenomenal. If you haven't seen Bose, how dare watch you? It. How dare yeah. you? Definitely binge watch that. Yes, I did. I watched binge it. Watch worthy. All three seasons were out when I finally said, like, "Let me watch it to see what everybody's talking about." Uh, and so first episode, they was like robbing a museum. I was like, "Oh, this is what they did. They are amazing. <laughs> so entertaining." But it's not even that. It was not what I expected. Like I didn't expect to be so connected to all these characters like even when you don't like they find a way yeah. mm-hmm. to make you care about them mm-hmm. I, I think and I'm not you know obviously speaking from someone who has you know been cisgendered her whole life mm-hmm. I think that when they were doing the promo especially most people just expected 12 episodes of two Wong Fu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And like drag show. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. And you actually got depth and character development family life and stories and honey it is a whole (coughs) listen watching people (laughs) it is a movement and if it's not it should be yeah it's reality absolutely it's definitely reality and even if you feel like it's not your reality watch it i think everybody will find something in that show just watching people and there's their stories and knowing that this is actually things that have happened to people mm-hmm. um, and watching them pick up pieces and be like well you're my family now mm-hmm. exactly and then it's like they're no they're just as much of a family as people who are like blood related oftentimes <laughs> more and then you're all like into every little thing that happens so I'm like just one of the best shows I've ever seen mm-hmm. easily so I'm excited about both of those I really want to talk about this lady um, her name is Deborah Dugan, or Duggan. She is the former Recording Academy CEO of the Grammys. Um, they fired her and she's <coughs> suing them. And she filed like a 46 page complaint <laughs> and is like spilling all the So she, I'm just like, it's too long, I'm not reading all this. Maybe a few highlights of what Miss Deborah says. Um, she's suing them for gender discrimination and sexual harassment. Um, she's talking about how the Grammys are rigged, which you know Duh. people have suspected that. Water is wet. Um, <laughs> Dugan's complaint outlines how women and minority groups have been historically underrepresented at the Grammys and within the Academy. For example, the docs note that only ten black artists have won the coveted Album of the Year honor, and that R&B artists, you know, I said that person over here, of course, part tonight. That R&B artists are typically excluded from the top awards in favor of country, rock, and pop music. The docs point out some of the criticisms that the Grammys has received, including failing to honor black artists and a lack of diversity among winners. Eminem, for instance, won Best Rap Album seven times, despite the category being dominated by black artists. Um, And it just says other artists that are mentioned. 
Um, she talks about like, submissions. Franklin and Dogs, Dugan exposes the Grammy's nomination process as allegedly being right with corruption. Submissions are voted on by 12,000 recording academy members all around the country. The selections are narrowed down to the top 20 entries. I thought this is really interesting because I know like most people have no idea how they actually pick who they pick. 12,000 um, narrowed down to 20 entries, which are then reviewed by secret committees. Um, Dugan asserts that the board members on the committees have relationships with the artists, thus furthering an artist's chances of getting nominated. Which is why Anderson Mack won best R&B album or whatever. Or because he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's not laughing. Um, so yeah, that's ongoing. Of course, they're like, none of this is true, but I'm sure that it is all true. And she was the freaking CEO, and she would know what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, wow. And how okay. If I may ask, do we know what she looks like? White. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Middle-aged. Blonde. So now it's racial. Mm -hmm. Now that you're no longer acceptable. How long has she been the CEO? Exactly. Because unless she was just CEO two days before she got fired, she wasn't in there very long. What? Uh, I thought it said when she took over. But even as CEO, you have to respond to a board. You have to respond to a board, but if you she were was the first father, female uh, CEO <coughs> in the history of all of it. And they gave her. Credit. And they and they they probably just put her in there. Put her in there. Gave her hell. Got rid of her. Yeah. Tell it all. Yeah. yeah. Probably, you know what? I probably believe that is true. She said her salary was significantly lower than her two male predecessors. Of course. Of course. And she was later told to hire Portno. I don't know. Maybe that was her predecessor. Oh, that was her predecessor. Um, as a consultant for $750,000 fee. <laughs> like, so they replaced him with her. They was like, actually, you're going to hire him and pay him an astronomical amount of money to tell you what to do hmm. and pretend like you don't know any of this shit is going on. Hmm. Yeah, I believe it. If I'm a middle aged white woman, I'm not going to put myself on a cross. Well, they never do that. You know, sit back and. Yeah. I just. I, I just I don't believe she's lying all the way. Oh, I absolutely oh, believe yeah. that it's all true. That's true. I also believe that it's mildly fake outrage. Or, hey, let me see how many people I can get on my side now that I need help. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, uh, winning a Grammy, I know people are like, uh, Grammys don't mean nothing. They actually do. Because when you win a Grammy, your prices can go up. And they do. Significantly. <coughs> you have so much more leverage to get that Pepsi commercial. Or just the endorsements, the opportunities are different, so it does matter. So for that process to be rigged and for people to be deprived of something that they actually should win yeah. to further their career, it, I don't know if it can be fixed. It probably cannot be fixed at it's this point. Over. It's going to blow over. Them. They'll forget about it. They'll absolutely yeah. switch They'll probably over. settle and then she'll go away. Yep. She'll be like, Mommy, you can keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> give her what she wants and she'll go. They'll give her an NDA and like a billion dollars. Uh, and let's talk about it. Because it is way too valuable for the yeah. academy for this to be a thing and for people to really know about it. I only heard about it because I get like random articles to help you, I don't know, further your career. 
tell you what's going on in the industry. <laughs> so I was like, what? As you should. That looks juicy. Okay, done with her. That's it. Okay, so we're gonna move on to shit I saw on Al Gore's internet, which is one of my favorite, favorite categories. <coughs> and this week, it's going to Trick Daddy. Did you guys see the Trick Daddy movie? Oh, I refuse. I I cannot unsee it. <laughs> What's he talking about him gyrating? No, I just like oh, to oh, the the We almost make it there. Well, we might be back, or we might have to start again. No, we're good. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, I agree. I think she did too, but something went wrong. Oh yeah, so Trick Daddy's pelvic thrusting, and it is everything you would imagine. I just want to take well, apart my eyeballs and bleach each layer before I put them back. And I couldn't look away. Oh, I just kept watching and he's all... Now where was this happening? <laughs> At some show. I mean, it was like... It was awful. And awful. Like he was channeling John Witherspoon in the worst possible way. I would rather posthumously. John Witherspoon okay. do it. No, no, no. Posthumously. Ooh. Channeling John Witherspoon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. So much was wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ashy Human of the Week award. Let me all like broken up. Ashy Human of the Week goes to whoever decided to compare Demi Lovato's national anthem to Whitney's. I don't even have to hear it to know that that is unacceptable and impossible. Maybe not impossible. Didn't Whitney win a Grammy for that though? It was just I don't know. I'm pretty certain she won a Grammy for that national anthem. She won everything for it. It's not, and I and I like Demi, and I think Demi's great. And I really enjoyed her Grammy performance, and it gave me chills. But I know it wasn't with me. It wasn't on yesterday. We're not. We're not going to talk about mother like that. No. We're not. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we're going to get into black love. As I was saying earlier, let me put myself on you. Hey, Delia. Mommy's on the line. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new single, Cherry Wine. Um, you saw my post. You know what happens. At least try And I, and I, it's not like you don't post things and know that there will be some sort of reaction. Uh, but thanks for listening to the song, guys, because that was, that was just really a point. Uh, yeah. But this is Cherry Wine, and it's out everywhere. If I had a dollar for every time someone else made me feel like this, I'd be a very, very poor woman. But if I had a dollar for every time you made me feel like this, every time you touch me like this, I'd be a billionaire. Everything. Damn. Your kisses taste like cherry wine. 
me closing by my lips I finally found a lover To keep it with me like no other Ooh, baby, let me count the ways You make my body elevating Why is I can't contemplate You're so deep Baby, please don't Take it easy Your kisses taste like cherry wine Yes, 
I have prepared some questions okay. to just guide me along. But really, I don't really follow my own questions. <laughs> um, we'll start at the beginning. How did you meet? Facebook. We made on we met on Facebook and Preston slid into my DM. That was question two. Like who was interested first? Yes, he sent me a message and said he thought I was very handsome. I said thank you and left it at that. Just like this, this thank you. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? Something went right because now we're here. We're in there. So off and on throughout that year. We would, you know, connect, message, and then fall off again. Oh, okay. Um, then we got to maybe that later part of the summer, started messaging. Mm -hmm. August. Yeah, August. And I guess I said something that caught his attention. Do you remember what that was? I, he was just um, out of, I was, you know, of course, single at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, out of all the people that I would meet, you know, um, he was the most consistent. Yeah, he was he was the most consistent. Hey, how are you doing? Good morning. How's your day? And um, another thing was he and he was he was consistent, and he never mentioned anything sexual, and that was something that really stood out. Yes. Yeah. Was no send me a picture. This <laughs> was, it was it was none of that. It was it's none crazy of that. that that send me the big thing is across yeah, the board, like yeah. like across the board. Yeah. People. That's what really stood out with meeting Preston. What person. made you like keep talking to him even though at first he was like, thanks. Like, what was it about him? It was definitely how humble he was. Like, this humility really was so dark yeah. to me. Yeah. It, was, it was his personality. Um, he would post little funny pictures. <laughs> and quotes and things of that nature and so I'm just like he just seemed like a fun guy even if there's nothing there romantically it's somebody that I would um, love to have as a friend mm. so were you both at that time dating like other people and just not liking them no no at that point we were both single oh. And another another drawback for me was he was in Washington D.C., so he wasn't local. So I was like, okay, this is cute, but you know how where's this gonna go? So and I had no intentions on moving. So this is a great story. Okay, so he was like, "What's up?" And he was like, "You know, you're you're handsome." And he was like, "Thanks." I'm like, I know. <laughs> 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 tell me that all the time. <laughs> And then he kept talking. So all this whole time you're in DC, you were here, mm -hmm. and he just kept conversation going because people—that's a good point because when people are out of town, you get cursed from a whole other state. Most people are like, "Okay, moving on." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't do much with that, and I'm not even there. Like, mm -hmm. show up where you are or anything like that. Okay, so then he kept talking, and then he was consistent, and then you looked down. It's like he got chocolate, he got dimples. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, so then, at what point did you connect to actually hang out? Um, I had um, reached out to, I, we had talked, and I said, um, I think you, this was in October, mid, mid to late October. I said, you should come visit. You know, why don't you come visit? We're vibing, we're getting along. You know, you seem like a really great guy. Come visit, you know, come visit. And um, I said, I'll, um, 
I will send you a bus ticket because you know I didn't want to invest that much. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to. You know, about to get food out. <laughs> I said I'll send you a bus ticket, and I and I I didn't think of you know I said you know he had just um you know quit his job or something that his job situation had changed and I know that he had did his marketing and branding so he mm-hmm. can bring his laptop to Columbus and still work. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, why don't you come visit and um sent foreign came and um got off the bus and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> hey <laughs> hi <laughs> <laughs> you look like that? I was like hey but um came to visit, um introduced him to some really close friends of mine. Mm-hmm. He vibed with everybody and I was like this is cool. I mean and it was just and even the first week that he got here, it was still, no one talked about it. It was nothing sexual, yeah. just nothing. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I meet you, let me just the jump. The pressure. It, I think was, you meet somebody from out of town and you're like, hey, we're going to meet up. And you're like, ah. Uh, yeah, here we go with this. We're and it was to just, do it now. <laughs> yeah. So he stayed here, but, um, was here for about a week or so. He was like, okay, this is, this is cool, you know, and he was still working and making his money and I was going to work and I was like, That's okay, attractive. I would. I was like, okay, I don't think I have to, um, you know, worry about him stealing anything or me coming home and he yeah. was gone, but my whole, my whole house, you know, emptied yeah. out. I just felt really good. And like I said, he really vibed and connected like with my, the people that I was, yeah. So your friends liked him too? Mm-hmm. So when you got here, what did you think? I, when I, first of all, when I got off that bus, I was like, ooh, he's real. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime. FaceTime, but you know, it's still it's, it, it's still different. It's different to physically touch and be in someone's presence. So that was cool. And then I previously lived in the Midwest. Um, and so I think the first thing we did is we went to do you remember where we went? The Union, didn't we? No. It was the first Oh, we went to White Castle. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <I> White Castle. <laughs> And then after that we went over to a friend's house and I met like a plethora of your friends. And um This was around Halloween. Yeah. That's a fun time. Very, very fun time. So I said, Okay, cool. Everybody seems family oriented. Mm-hmm. You know. We vibe. Um, but as time went on, we got to spend more time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really enjoyed it. Was that your first time in Columbus? I watched a little bit. Okay. Columbus was never on my radar. <laughs> uh, did you like? Like, were you like, I couldn't live here, maybe? I don't think that crossed my mind. <laughs> at the time, I was wrapped up in what was kind of blossoming relationship-wise mm-hmm. and with his friends. Yeah. Um, that it never really crossed my mind, do you like the actual city itself? Yeah. Um, so that didn't really pose too much of an issue. At first. At first. <laughs> DC and Columbus are very different. Very different. Yes. Oh, I miss the black people. I've been to, D- the first time I visited DC and was in the metro, the train station or whatever. <laughs> And I was just like, everyone's so cute. They're like dressed up in here. Like, where y'all going? (laughs) It's just like 11 in the morning. And I was in awe of just everything. I'm super touristy, so I'm to museums and all that stuff. But 
It was the black people. I was like, this place, this just gorgeousness is just mm-hmm. everywhere. But let me snatch you away from all that. I'm saying this is quite a transition. Not that people are beautiful here, but it's not as many like just roaming around the grocery store, full out dressed at ten in the morning. Like, what what are you doing (laughs) right now? It is a very. I would really have to love money to move from DC to here. Let's go. Okay, so then come on a Greyhound bus. You come on twelve hours. Twelve hours. I wouldn't advise us. <laughs> and I wouldn't advise us. We got blessed out. On the from BC. That's an iron man itself. But he said very ghetto. Do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto. Do not recommend. This is ghetto. Ghetto. Okay. So then you went back home. No. no. You never left. I never left. Oh, this is the best story. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a one-way bus ticket. Like, well, we don't know. We don't have. You know. I'm not gonna say you know come now and then a week later you know you go or whatever. So I was like, okay, we'll just kind of. Your mom's like, he never out. actually came back. Yeah. Wait, did she out. say that? He never came back to live here. She said, "Ew." But I did. But I will say this: I did, when I, when we went back to, mm-hmm. to go get his stuff to bring back, I did ask for my mother-in-law's blessing before I brought him back. You're yeah, like, hey, it's me. Just came to get his clothes. That's so cool. Yeah. And how, not, not too personal, but how does that conversation even go? Like, so, then my week, they like me. Just move here. But, like, is that how it is? I don't think we actually had, I don't think I don't that conversation it. ever, like, formula. Like, I love you, you love me, let's live together, and I'm moving, and you. Can move here, it's just, easier. Yeah, right. just, it kind of, it kind of just happened. Yeah. So I was there the first week, and it never really crossed my mind when you going home. Mm-hmm. You wanted me here. Then another week happened, and then I think the elections were coming up, and so I was like, "Well, I got to vote." Not so, like, yes, you do. <laughs> so I just yeah. got to throw out an absentee ballot, and then. Uh, <laughs> The elections happened, and I realized I was in a red state. Sorry. Dear God. Um, uh, and then it just much so. kept happening. Like, it just never happened. And then I was here for Thanksgiving, um, which was interesting, not being with family. Yeah. Uh, mommy was probably like, are you coming home? I was like, no. <laughs> so it just, I don't think it ever really came. When are you going home? Are yeah. you staying? Um, but I think we established very quickly that we wanted this to happen. And you, you made it happen. Yeah, we did. I just love that. She said, You can't see her. She's a girl. Like, oh my gosh. This is just so wonderful. It's definitely, a, I would definitely say it's a lifetime story. Oh, don't say it's a lifetime. It no. should never be duplicated. Don't say it's a lifetime. Some lifetime stories are good. No. Okay, so how long have you guys been married? Because you did do that, and the pictures were fantastic. Oh, thank you. So a year into the relationship, I proposed, like a, almost a year to the date. Well, how did you do it? Um, I had um. Oh my you God. gotta go through the whole. <laughs> so what I did was I had um. I had told him that we were going on a trip for our one year anniversary. Um. 
took him to the airport, was like, we're flying out, we're flying out. And he kept, you know, I was like, don't pack that much. This time of year flew down. Don't, <laughs> right, right. Don't, don't pack that much. Don't, you know, don't, don't pack that much. Um, we're not going to be gone long. And so we're in the airport, and he's like, okay, when are we flying out? I'm like, you know, give us a moment. You know, so I'm stalling, and I flew his mother in. I flew her in to attend the engagement dinner. So um, so, I'm, so, I, so I go live, and I'm like, we're live, and I'm getting all silly. And then once um, she came off the plane and came in, um, he saw her and he lost it. Absolutely, he cried. He lost it. <laughs> he lost it. He lost it. So that was very good. Um, so that way, I was like, "This is your our, you know, our one year anniversary present, your mom." Bring your mom here. So then I had um. So then on the day of our anniversary, I um, we went to the boathouse and there was a bunch of friends. It was like maybe forty of us there at the boathouse, yeah. and um, we just it was just dinner, just an anniversary dinner, and I proposed there in front of everybody. Did you cry? No. I did. Are you crying? Just now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought a new box of Kleenex. Oh. He got emotional. He didn't cry. But he got I got emotional. emotional, but I did Are not you shocked? cry. He knew what was. He knew what I was going on. You knew it was coming. Uh, I knew it was coming um, because we had open dialogue and open conversation about it. What a lot of people don't know is that we had already talked about getting married and at that point we had already booked our wedding venue <laughs> <laughs> our wedding venue was booked our wedding venue was you booked just, was and it was the formalities that happened and i kind of said in order for us to send our invitations out by a certain time punctuality kind of has to happen within a certain timeline and so i, I kind of figured that it would happen within a certain mm-hmm point in time, I just didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then knowing this one, um, I, you had no telling whether he was going to have all of Jerusalem there or <laughs> um, if it was just going to be him. You just didn't know. And so I was pleased about how it happened, but I was not shocked. I still love it, even though you kind of like take it away a little bit. It was a very, I will say it was a very emotional moment though. Even with feeling and knowing that it was coming. Um, but he didn't know his mom was coming. I didn't, know my, I didn't know my mom was coming. But just the, um, the realization yeah. um, that this was happening, this is real after a lot of the things that I've gone through previously. Um, that's what made that moment special. That's what happened for you guys. That's so so all that's really mushy so i would like to know something from each of you uh-huh. um that that your partner does to drive you nuts oh you go first no you first i have to think there are, i won't say there are several but i have to think um for me um I have I have little stupid things, little idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies that are stupid. Like um, I hate when you chew gum with your mouth open. Um, <laughs> I, not, I'm not to say I hate you when I'm just I hate when a person chew, and I'm, I don't like to hear a person eating. I don't like to hear a person chewing. And when you live with someone, you probably hear them chewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's something that. 
drives me nuts. But um, another thing is um, I have sort of like an OCD almost, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think everything kind of has its place. And my dear husband will kind of <laughs> throw his pants there or whatever. And you know what? It's, it's like, you do know I, what? Do I throw them or do I literally take them off and step out of them? Oh, it's you will step out of them and leave them right there on the floor. <laughs> With, yeah, it's like a figure eight right there. Like, <laughs> I don't even throw them actually. Yeah. So um, so that's but you know what? It's almost like is this worth an argument or right. you just pick your pants up, throw them in dirty clothes and whatever, whatever. So um, there's not a there's I can't sit here and say that there are a lot of things that he does that bothers me because. You, he's a different person. He's different than me. Yeah. So I think that our differences mesh and yeah, a lot of people might be one person like squeezes the toothpaste mm -hmm. in the middle, and the other person but um does it. Yeah, and there is but there is one. There is another thing you know with us both being creatives. Yeah, I was getting to that next. Since that um, was a question for you. My my dear husband always has an idea. He, I, I'm more laid back, kind of. Okay, I'm, I'm 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 cool with things how they are, but he always is something new, something new, something new, something new, and I'm like, okay, well let me, okay, well what what we're doing this week? What we're doing this week? So that's not a bad thing because it keeps us you know going and it makes us money. So you know I'm not mad at that, but it's like I'm more of a chill, mm -hmm. laid back, I'm comfortable with the way things are, and he is not comfortable. He's always changing, which is a good What's thing. So we're kind of. I'm a Gemini. He's a Gemini and I'm a Cancer. Oh, Ooh. that makes perfect sense. Okay. So, yeah. My husband's a Cancer. What about, when's his birthday? And he's super chill. <gasps> wow. That makes a lot of sense. Right. That's your answer. So, the one thing that my husband does that grinds my gears the toothpaste. Yeah. He just squeezes it wherever he squeezes it <laughs> Where? to get it to come out wherever. instead of just slowly but surely sliding it down. Um, and that just wears me thin. Who cares? Completely. <laughs> 43. <laughs> I changed it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But again, like you said, it's one of those things. Like, I don't think we have those big things like, you forgot to do this. I hate you. Like, I just think it's. It's there. just, it's those things where it's just like, it's so minor. It has nothing to do. So, so I'm along the lines of being creative, so that was Delia's question. Like, mm -hmm. can you guys talk about being a creative one, creative relationship? So you have King Infinity. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, can you explain what that is? Okay. That's another thing. But we'll, <laughs> what? He always points it to me and explains. <laughs> yeah. He's a talker. You too. Yeah, but go ahead. Um, so, King Finity is one of our many brands. Um, <laughs> I can relate. So, we have Tare France, which is Toshobi's middle name, Tare, my middle name, France, put together. Um, Tare France Design Studio, which encompasses Toshobi's master hairstyling. Um, which is Mona Lisa's Hair Boutique, which I finally pulled his leg to rebrand that. Um, and then I have Finally Preston, which encompasses music, 
graphic design, modeling, it's just my brain. See, me my have, brain. I have one and he has Speaking my language right now. When we come yes. together as creatives, um, is Kingfinity. We're both wearing it. Jasmine has it on. Um, I'll get myself on camera later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we decided when we were getting married that there was nothing for us at our intersection of being black and gay. Mm -hmm. um, everything we saw was melanin this, just pro-black, yeah. or it was the uh, fluorescently beige gay stuff. Um, so great. And so yeah. there's really nothing that spoke to us. I didn't want to get two groom shirts that were the same. I just I wanted something that spoke to us naturally and authentically. And with me being a graphic designer, I said, well, why not create it yourself? Um, and so that's what we did. I said, hey, babe, I have an idea. <laughs> he said, what now? <laughs> um, and then I think maybe a week or two later, um, we started that process. We started September 1st. Um, and we ain't stopping on time soon. Yeah. But, but but going back to the you know us wanting to design something that spoke to us, mm -hmm. we also brighten our horizons. Like you know what, let's want to speak, we want things to speak to other people as well, not just really to well. us. So yeah, Thank you. so it's, we have it's a lot of variety mm -hmm. of things. What's their website? What's their website? The website is www.tarefrance.tau.r. <laughs> A N C E dot com forward slash lowercase K I N G F I N I T Y. Yes. You know, I love that lowercase K, don't we? Do not capitalize that, that K or it will take you somewhere else. Yes. Somebody do not want to do you. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm going to put a charger on my bag. Fill up the cigars. Okay, what's in there? Let's see what else did I have. So, generally speaking, being in a relationship, being married to someone who is also creative, something we both enjoy. Mm -hmm. I see how that will work. That's um, interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. Being in a creative creative relationship um, you have to be able to mesh well um, at some point there has to be someone who is more laid back and then someone who is more alpha um, more take charge because to have two creatives that are take charge in one relationship you're bound to have issues you can't be both the bouncing off the walls type. Speaking of, um, we were planning our wedding. Initially <laughs> <laughs> oh, planning our wedding, uh, the two creatives were bumping heads. Okay. So then the two creatives decided, okay, you're going to step back, <laughs> take a break, take a break a and kind of um, look at things in a different way. Uh -huh. And we were able to come back and have a beautiful wedding because okay. initially it was like, okay, <laughs> well, my Sorry. vision's never changed, but okay. Yeah. Speaking of said beautiful wedding, 
I saw a video of you coming out to walk down the aisle. Yes. Was that your mother and father? Yes. Okay. And your face, and I don't know what moment of recognition it was, if it was, this is my husband, this is real, or, oh crap, I'm about to be a husband. Whatever it was, that look was so, no, it wasn't even shock. It was just like, that space between fascination and authentic, authentic love. This is me. That this space. Is, this is me. If that space had a face, I could pause it and show yeah. you exactly what the face looks I like. I want to see it. I want to see it. Because you had it. Yeah. And I just need to know <laughs> what that moment of recognition was for you. So that moment for me, uh, we have gotten down the aisle. Um, and I saw my friends in one corner. I saw my husband sitting there in the center. Um, and I saw my family to the right side. And having both my mom and my dad um, with that history um, meant a lot for me as I embarked on becoming a husband. Um, and I think for me, I'm a very reflective person. And in that moment, I flashed back to so many difficult times. Um, and to feel like I was worth being loved the way that he loved me. I'm not gonna get back to that face. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> But yeah, it's, that moment was me realizing that I was worth the love that he poured into me and that my family got to see that. So that 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 was that face. And then with us being two black gay men, having that family support, that just... Almost unheard of. Yeah. So that okay. alone, because you're thinking about Pose and how mm -hmm. a lot of the families... You know, just having that support along having your family there to celebrate that moment, whether they were there physically or not, just knowing and that they were there. And regardless of how they may feel about it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, be put, present, be yeah. kind. Exactly. They put, they put whatever they're Eat the cake and like, go home. It doesn't actually matter. Because regardless, we're going on a honeymoon tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't actually matter. We're flying out tomorrow. <laughs> Do you want some cake or not? Exactly. Like, exactly. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. I got to eat any of our cake. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, yeah. You see my black bag anywhere? <laughs> I need my charger out there. Okay, I got you. Oh, Is this it? Charger? Right here? No, that's my little charger. Okay. Let me get you. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Right there. All right. Okay, we got our creative. What's your favorite thing about being married? <laughs> My favorite thing about being married is um, growing old with someone. Growing old with someone. That is the death of my... I um, There's so many people that don't... That, that will never experience that. Yeah. That's that's my favorite part about being married. Someone to grow old with. Because everything else falls into place. Oh, that answer was so cute. 
No, like, so for me, I was going to say it wasn't much different than our actual relationship. Um, That's a good answer, too. Because our, our relationship, we went through some pretty difficult situations fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, someone's wedding vows. So, through sickness, <laughs> through health, mm-hmm. through being rich, being poor, we literally went through someone's vows. The whole gambit. The whole gambit um, before we got engaged. And so, our relationship continued to evolve and grow. And so, I think for the first six months, how's being married? How's married life? The same. same. It's just documented on paper mm-hmm. in the government, under mm-hmm. God. It, we just had a beautiful wedding. Um, we but had a party. We just, we don't really yeah, like each other. It's just like, official. I think that's what people really mean. Like, so, do you still like each other? Right. Do you regret right. it? Yeah. Like, that's what the undertone of that question yeah. And that's actually a whole different question, though. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, obviously, you guys love each other. You got married. But yeah. do you like your spouse. That is a, that's a really good question. Absolutely. Absolutely. People Absolutely. often, often get into relationships, even just dating. <laughs> the people that they don't actually like, <laughs> their values are completely night and day, could be like upbringing or just how they handle certain, certain situations. And I've been in a relationship with someone that I didn't like and had a whole baby. And I haven't spoken to that man in years. I'm not talking about Izzy's dad, the other ones. Um, and like just thinking about things going back, like I was really young in a relationship with somebody that now I would never in a million years look at that man twice. Um, so that is there. That do you even like the person that you're with? Is a very good question because people are attracted to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And with me, I can't invest my time in you to the one that I don't like. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. No. Agree. This man's my best friend. Yeah, he really is. I, I, you can tell. Like, yeah. You're really homies. <laughs> like, just you're also married, yeah. and you enjoy each other. What's really funny is you should see when something doesn't go Preston's way. <laughs> how quickly. To show me turns into a whole general I like it. and gets it together. That's that's a good balance. Though. It was about the launch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, that's Preston a, wasn't even thing. upset. It just wasn't the way it was mapped in his head. Mm-hmm. And to show me, you know, not only knowing being a part of immersed in and respecting the vision said oh no 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 (laughs) yeah and being somebody who's you know also married i loved seeing that because there's nothing more important in a relationship aside from actually liking your spouse than knowing that your spouse has your support Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely like without question it wasn't well, honey, what do you want me to do? Yes. Are you okay? No, we're going to fix this mm-hmm. because this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was so huge. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't already love you guys, I loved you then. <laughs> In that moment. And more so from the outside, my husband who had no real meetings and dealings with you guys prior had nothing but respect for you as a couple, as an organization, as a brand just because of the way you reacted. Mm-hmm. 
He said these guys have their stuff together on all sides. You have to. Just because, you know, he supports him, he supports him, and they respect each other. And there's nothing bigger than that in a relationship. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna stop fangirling now. Besides the wedding and the bigger events, what is like your favorite memory together so far? Give me a little thing. You got one? Go ahead, because I have mine too. It is very recent. So I um I have a fear of heights. Well, not it's not a fear of heights. It's a fear of. Falling to my <laughs> Falling from like the rooftop. It, yeah, it's same. like I can be on the top of <laughs> the tallest building in the world and be fine drinking mimosas, just chilling. But you push me to that edge, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm finna die. I'm, I'm good. Like I'm gonna start panicking. And so we went to Kings Island for Shelby's birthday in July, and. My husband <laughs> wants to get on the slingshot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hell to the no. Absolutely not. And then he goes, but it's my birthday. You're not going to get on it with me? We didn't get on the slingshot, though. There was a slingshot. Mm-mm. The slingshot takes you up. This was the thing that dropped you down. It was it you. He wouldn't get on the slingshot, but he went on the, the other thing that was still high up. The slingshot. The slingshot is the one that brings you all the way up yeah, and down. Oh yeah, it's it was, was, was he, he refused to get on that one, but the one that you did, the one that you did get on was one where they take you all the way up and they and then you unhook you and then you go. Oh, down. Hell no. That's the one that we got on. So that—that's <laughs> one of my favorite moments because in that moment I got to face a fear of mine, um, and he, even though he, you know, he bullied me into getting <laughs> on that 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 contraption. Um, in that moment, I felt like I could conquer anything, and my partner was there by my side that entire time. And the reason why it's one of my favorite memories is because this is what he does every single day. Whether he's pushing me to sing, whether he's pushing me to go after, you know, a dream of mine. He's always, other than my mother, he is down, gotta be my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, um, the person that pushes me to do the things that I'm scared to do. Um, and so all of that kind of wrapped into that one moment at King's Island, and that's a moment I will never forget. I actually talked about it today mm. with a coworker, but it's a moment that I will never, ever, ever forget. So what was the, what's the question again? Oh, what are your favorite moments? What are your favorite moments? Yeah. <coughs> okay, so um, well, I I have a few favorite moments. Um, there was one re- one a uh, recent favorite moment. Um, is when my favorite channel is HGTV. I love HGTV. That is my favorite. We cut our TV on. That's what's on. Mm-hmm. Um, HGTV in the house. That's what's on. So um, mm-hmm. for we had talked about. So you see couples that um, they're in their home buying process and they go to these different homes. They have completely and totally separate different views <laughs> of what they want. What they 
and it, it's a, and you watch this like this is a nightmare. You how are you guys living together when you are completely and totally opposite? So um, I had come upon the opportunity to buy my childhood home, and um, Preston, we had always talked about we wanted a ranch style home with the brick, you know, with a brick ranch style home with, and we had all these things that we said we wanted. My childhood home had all those things. And for him to, so I was like, okay, I didn't have to convince him. We went to go see the home and he fell in love. So with that, it was, he knew that it meant a lot to me because it was my childhood home. And it still had, and he, it wasn't, it wasn't a fight. It was no fight, no nothing. And I was like, well, wow, this really, it takes a person to really have your back to be like, okay. Even though I say that, you know, I wanted a brick house, I wanted, but because it was my childhood home, it meant as much to him as it did to me. That's super special. So that is what one of my very, very favorite moments is. And we bought it. <laughs> I don't like to buy my childhood home, but I think some Mexicans live in it now. Buy it off, buy it for my girl. <laughs> no. So no. they all be in a position to buy the home Same. from the Mexicans. Who have now done things to it? Yeah. So I wrote was, by. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I never owned it, but yeah. it's still mine. Okay, well, uh, what are you looking most forward to in the future? You already said growing old together. Was your answer anything that you maybe haven't done together? Some sort of adventure that you would really like to do? I'm just looking forward to us continuing to travel the world together, continuing to uh, grow in business just as, as far as we grow in love. Um, I think it's a completely different thing um, when you can be business partners as well as best friends with your spouse, your husband. Um, and so for us to go down um, all of those paths with the same vigor and the same drive, that's what I'm most excited about. Spending the rest of my life business and love and in friendship with this one. Doing life yeah. together. Any adventures like you might want to like anything particular? We want to go to Dubai. I'm down. Yeah. I can see you two roaming around Dubai. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. just having a great time. Absolutely. That's what a dress would be about. Pictures alone. Selfies? Right. Yes. Waiting for the selfie. Waiting for the out, spread out in the sand. <laughs> All the extraness. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You see the picture of me? Over the years. Like, Don't forget yeah. the boomerang. Yes. Yes. Over the years, I've learned about angles and lighting and all. <laughs> Got a chocolate brother. You got yeah. extra well, we had our meeting for the festival, the uh -huh. Ohio R&B Music Festival, is going to be in October. Donate some money. But we had our meeting, so I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this is our first picture and team. And then I look at the picture afterward, and Preston's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm all like, always ready, always ready. <laughs> like you really ready. like, boom, hit it in the picture. Always all right, ready. I have one more question, and then we're going to do 30 seconds of joy. Um, for each of you, what does black love mean to you? 
when you hear that. Hmm. Well, we actually have a Black Love shirt. We do. Black love to me um, encompasses love, support, community, because definitely without community, there is no support. Um, And um, friendship and lifetime goals. That's what black love is to me. Okay. I can I can go down a long list, but I'm just gonna keep, you know, <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah. I think for me, black love is something that um, it doesn't receive a lot of respect inside the black community or outside. And so for me, I put it in a higher regard. Um, I respect it. I want to encourage and uplift it any chance I get. Um, which hence why we have that black love design. Um, because it's it's amazing to see um, two black individuals, whether it's a straight couple or a gay couple, being able to share their love for one another mm-hmm. freely. Um, there's just so much there. And to be able to experience something that you don't really get a chance to see um, because most of our families are broken, mm-hmm. uh, there's divorce, or there was never marriage to begin <laughs> never with. Never even happened, yeah. Um, there, there's so many different situations when it comes to black families that when you get to see a black couple, it's just like... <laughs> In a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship. Not, not and healthy doesn't mean you don't argue. You right, don't have this right, right. People think of you, you're always just like, oh, I just love you so much. You no. no. <laughs> it's just the opposite. I think. No. It's the opposite. No. I think a healthy relationship is one where you are able to have your disagreements mm-hmm. and grow from it. Yes. Um, and be able to move. And still respect each other. Absolutely. Still, like, With your differences. Yeah. We definitely don't agree on everything. Absolutely not. That would be really cool. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Can you Absolutely imagine not. just living your whole life with somebody? It's like, yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. No, <laughs> but we respect each other's <laughs> yeah. differences. Yeah, That's the thing. That if so you cool. have that respect, you're able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times it's like, no, I don't agree. And he's like, no, I don't agree. And we be our backs to each other like, no, I don't agree. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we have to compromise because we cannot allow this to manifest into something yeah. worse than what it could be. So address it, move on and grow. Yeah. Awesome. So my favorite thing to do is called 30 seconds of joy. Let me have my time already. So you're not allowed to talk about each other because we did that. So you okay. pick something that makes you really happy. You literally be anything. Last week it was a sex toy. It's been weed. We've had okay. B2K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that just makes you like, ah, um, I have lots of things too. Let me set my first timer. You can decide who's going to go first. The husband will go first. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Here. So is it just one thing? Um, if you want, you got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Now, what is this? 30 seconds? 30 seconds of joy. Something that brings you joy. And let me know when you are ready. You have your thing? So something that brings me joy is living in peace. A household where there's peace, where there is no 
minimal little minimal to no drama um, and I can sleep at night and not have to worry about drama I, I, I live in peace I I have to live in peace that's my 30 seconds of joy peace I live in peace. Two, one, boom. <laughs> Reset. You got yours? I have mine. Yes. All right, here's Preston's 30 seconds of joy and go. All right, so I love anything flaming hot. Um, <laughs> anything with the proof. Um, I can't say my husband. Oh, I love our new home. Like, that brings me so much joy um, because it's peaceful. <laughs> I just, I tell my husband often I love my life because we don't have anything. Like, I'm doing my dream job, I'm chasing after my music, which is. Another thing I love, um, just going, being able to go after my dreams and having a support system. Excellent timing. Thank you guys so much. That was fun. Now I want some fun with hot Cheetos. <laughs> after you leave here, um, I, I wonder what the weather is like outside. So, oh, I threw my other paper. Got a little ahead of myself there. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, we also do this Mars versus Venus segment. That's pretty popular. Um, and I pull a relationship question from people who ask me or just from shit I see online. So, this week's question that I saw this dude posted, who is number one, your mom or your spouse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is your answer? <laughs> who is number one? <laughs> because I love them both with all of my heart. Mm -hmm. um, but if I have to say it, oh, mommy, are you watching this? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a it's a very that's a very hard question because, like I said, I love my mother with all my heart. I love my husband I with all my heart. I think the sons struggle with this question. But, yeah. More than daughters. Yeah. Um, but um, I would have to say my spouse. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's yeah. actually watching. My mom yeah. is actually watching, and I... They understand. I know she's going to understand this, especially from the biblical standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, when you get married... Your focus is supposed to shift to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, anyone who knows me knows that I worship the ground my mother works, walks on, mm -hmm. um, and would do absolutely anything for her. Mm -hmm. um, I would take a bullet for her. Mm -hmm. I would chop somebody, <coughs> chop somebody up for her, mm -hmm. um, because that's my heart. And mm -hmm. she sacrificed so much. But I believe this man would literally sacrifice himself for me. Um, so if I had to choose between my mother and my spouse, it's definitely going to be my spouse, hands down. If I had a spouse, my answer would be my spouse. Um, because I think when you marry someone and you are combining your lives, you're like, and we are now one. Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to go from our separate family, mm -hmm. and then we are now going to create a new family exactly. and my mom said it should be a spouse <laughs> and oh, uh, we're going to create this new family <laughs> and we're going to have like however the, our family is going to look mm -hmm. but I've always thought and been taught that when you get married that's where you are now and go yeah. shoo shoo yeah. <laughs> like, that's me. you don't love your mom anymore exactly. or whoever exactly. but you're now in this household this unit and yeah. you like duh 
But the answers were very, on the on the internet, on mm-hmm. Al Gore's internet, it was like a royal rumble. Like, my mama gave me life, and it's there for, and yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to marry somebody. Yeah. And they're like, I mean... So I just think that's the unhealthy mama's boys. I think so too. Yeah, because I'm a mama's boy, but so you both we both are. Boys. Yeah, we are. We are. I do not want my son to answer this question <laughs> and be like my mom. I don't yeah. want to raise him to think that at all. Now, if you go marry somebody, yeah, yeah, you have to marry. I just have my own thing over yeah. here, oh, and then you got your thing over there. But of yeah. course, we got each other because I'm your mom. But yeah, that also speaks to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you have settled or married somebody that you don't feel is higher than your mom, yeah, um, that says a lot about the person that you're in a relationship with. Listen, I could do a whole show and probably will about toxic mothers. I don't have one, but I've dated people. I'm going to say, Helen's a dog. No, my mom's great. Shout out to Helen. I mean, the mom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's a style like towards the end and then he did some jokes very comedy central um super hilarious and hilarious. he won i right? snorted yes he did. did yes he did loudly it was a very loud snort <laughs> yeah. like i couldn't even control it i was just like this dude is funny he's really funny like i i legit snorted at that i was mm-hmm. like yeah so March 1st, Corey will be the feature at Soldo Sunday, which is our open mic competition. Yeah. Every first Sunday, 6 to 9, at Bergerum. I said it right. I didn't say I am this time. Um, downtown, which is black owned. What's it's fabulous. 121 South High Street. But Corey will be on this show probably the week before so that you guys can get to know him a little bit. And I'm very curious. I went and looked at his page and he had like a picture of him and some birds or something. Like, this is going to be an interesting interview. <laughs> um, next week on episode two of my Black Love series, I have some, a newly engaged couple. Um, the soon to be youngs, Wes and Janelle, will be here before they move away to Phoenix like a few days later. Janelle's one of my best friends, and I've actually never had a best friend move out of the state. So, somewhere else to go visit. It is. Uh, I'm excited, but she lives like literally across the street. Uh, I go over every Sunday and we all watch Power, me, her, and her boyfriend. Well, fiance now. Okay. So, okay. Speaking of Power, <laughs> I, I usually do a Power review, but I have nothing this week. So, and the last week it was like, it was boring. That was so um, so they will be here in the Lees, Takesha and George, or Echo, as some of you may know, as poet and uh, writer. And I sang at their wedding in the spring. So we have the newly engaged couple, 
and the still pretty much newlyweds because they haven't done their first anniversary yet. So they'll be here, and they're all very lively people, so it should be really, really loud nice. and really, <laughs> really, really fun. So we'll be back next Wednesday, 7.30. This episode and all previous episodes will be on Spotify and iTunes. Gotta go chop it up, do some things to it. Um, just type in the Soul Dope Show and it'll be there for your listening pleasure. Hey, Dre Peace. Dre Peace is a phenomenal singer and friend and is he already going on his first tour. Um, I think on a bus or something. It's really cool. Thinking about it since you, Bless your heart. <laughs> So thank you for tuning in to the So Dope Show. Be safe, stay warm. Well, some of you aren't even here, but you know what I mean. Black love. <laughs>